Hello, everybody. Hello, it's that time. It's finally here of the bittersweet moment known as the finale. Um, it's it's today. Uh, the finale of Star Kids Spotlight, where we all decide once and for all our, our rankings for these magnificent musicals by Star Kid Productions. Normally, I wait to start talking, but just to throw this out there, Wash and I watched all these musicals in like not even three weeks yeah but for cinema sign no that had to take two months that was so hard i'm sorry that's why i'm glad i already rewatched most of these uh, because it probably would have taken longer but i'm glad you two sped through it and were able to watch it just fine and i'm so happy you guys did and it was a pleasure to talk about it with you and now we're now we all get to rank them justifiably and i'm super excited for that because we're gonna rank from the first musical back at hogwarts all the way to the one on the line for black friday we're gonna decide from the best to the worst but before we do that i wanted to show my good friends kirby fan and wash uh the who, star kid haven't introduced ourselves oh yeah you know what before we do that cut that all out i'm random bystander here I'm the wash. And I'm the one who went to grab my microphone and threw it into the audience. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I knew we were going to mention that. We were already talking about it. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Um, but if you're wondering, what, all right, now that I'll mention it, before we get to the rankings, though, I wanted to show um, Kirby Fan and Wash something that I discovered while in the middle of Starkid Spotlight that I watched. And I was like, you know what? This looks a lot of fun. Why why can't we just watch it, discuss it just for a bit of 15 minutes? And that is the documentary of of the 10 year special of Starkid Homecoming. Starkid Tenumentary. Yes. Basically behind the scenes of Starkid Homecoming. Yes, which is basically a little behind the scenes video they made for Starkid Homecoming, which was an event that took place on their 10 year anniversary in 2019 where they gathered as much members of Star Kid as they could, if not all, um, and they had them all perform in a bunch of shows featuring all their songs together, and it was just all the Star Kids in one place performing for a live audience. And I thought that was not, just a cool idea, and I thought we could talk about it for about fifteen minutes. I I want to point out this part before we get uh, further into it, but like late into the documentary, you you find out that not only did they try, try to get every single cast member of Star Kid. There's a, they even tried to get in all of the crew members. Yes. Like they have one who only worked on uh on holy uh, on holy on uh very very part of musical and they called her and said, Hey, do you still want to show up? And it's like, Oh, that I, that's so nice of them that they remember that I was a part of this. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that nice? It's very Shout out nice. To the crew members. Yeah, I I, res I respect that a lot. Yeah, because they had they didn't just have the actors; they had all the crew. They had AJ Holmes and uh, Clark uh, Clark Clark as um as an, an like orchestra, and not just like music like they usually do. It was their first time doing a thirteen piece orchestra, and not yeah. not an eight person one. Yeah, it was crazy because like it's hearing some of those songs, both a bunch of them at, at, in an orchestra was just like, ah, that's awesome. <laughs> And it made me want to hear more, but we'll talk. We're not talking about the homecoming itself. We're talking about the documentary. And they talk. They brought in like 
costume designers, lighting designers, um, uh, just everyone behind the scenes. And it was just really cool. And just to see all the star kids and how they've changed so much, especially the earlier ones. There was, I definitely noticed, uh, there was a much bigger emphasis on the people from the old days. Hmm. Uh, yeah. and I mean, I'm not saying I'm not necessarily saying like, that sucks, but just that, you know, um, I was specifically thinking like, you know, we're seeing all these people. I'm thinking, oh, I can't wait for, you know, Jeff Blim, for Rachel, for Corey. And they were there. They were, uh, they were, yeah. they were there. Yeah. Ra- Rachel showed up once and said hello. And that was all we got of her. <laughs> yeah. Corey <laughs> Doris. Was- Corey Doris had a few interviews and Jeff Blim. They mostly yeah, showed, they showed him more singing. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, d- it does stink just that they did focus more on the old than the new. But one, it doesn't even it doesn't stink because it's nice to get to see them again. It's just it, it felt. I don't want to say like nostalgia pandering because that's too harsh. But yeah. like <laughs> it's nostalgia pandering, but less harsh. That's kind of yeah. what I'm, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to get to. It it it's it, it's a crowd pleaser. Yeah, like you're gonna yeah, bring yeah. back you're gonna bring back Bonnie who played uh, Hermione. Like we haven't seen uh, her since um, sequel since sequel sequel. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't even More see her in senior year. Um, yeah, she wasn't there for senior year, and she also wasn't there when they did the uh, they did a tour sometime before this, where they uh, they tried to bring uh, everybody back, and they performed the scene from uh, from from the part of musical on the train. But Bonnie was replaced by Meredith because I guess she was she, uh, they couldn't uh, get her to come for this one, and it's the same. Yeah. So, like, I, I think, like, f- for this, it's like, we finally have you here, and, like, l- we want to, we want to hear you talk about, we want to hear you talk about Star Kid. And also, there were 40 people. It was hard to give people, like, <laughs> accurate amount of screen time. Like, it was probably crazy just to get even people interviewed, uh, because they were doing it in the middle of, like, 10 to 12 hour rehearsal days and performances. I- I 100% expect that there's like four hours at least of uh, interview footage that that's on the cutting room floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, without a doubt. And they like, like like this is stuff that they recorded in 2019. And I mean, first off, that it was uh, it was released uh, last September of 2020. Yeah. Uh, but you 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 should tell like with the intro that this was edited well after. COVID? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just from the opening so, alone with like remember <laughs> yeah. Brian going, remember people hugging each other? That's extreme these days. Yeah. It was good Brian, to hear Brian again. Brian Holden is such a mood. He really like is. when that fan made that really great pop-up book and he's like, Where's Superman? This thing sucks. <laughs> Where's Junior? This thing's terrible. You could have fit Lupin in there? You could have fit Lupin in there. On the Where's Flopsy? Where Oh, wait, I wasn't in this one. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brian is... I miss Brian so much. I yeah, do. Some of them, some of them, it was like Firebringer two plays ago, and it's like, uh, it's been an eternity since I last laid eyes on you. Yeah. <laughs> Jim. Jim. Jim, yeah. Jim, Jim. Yeah. Everyone was happy to see Jim, but... Yeah. Like, everyone was just, just so, like... Everyone was saying, like, who did you miss most? And everyone kept saying, like, Jim Pavolo. Like, I mean, he's hard to miss. 
Yeah. Yeah. Pretty he's got long tall. hair now. Yes. Well, he did. He's had long. Uh, okay, that's fair. He's, it's grown out since. Uh, you got. You got to understand. It's all Jafar's fault. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is the. Uh, it's a very fun documentary. Um, I I have some issues with it on the editing side. Like, there's yeah. one part that. There's one scene that kind of rubbed me. It's like if, if you had just let, like, cut it down a tiny bit, it would have been fine. But there was one point where, it, and like the first couple of times, it was funny when they kept uh, cutting to Nick Lang, where they're talking about dancing, and they kept cutting to Nick Nick Lang. I don't have time like, for that. No, I don't have time for that. <laughs> but then, like, then one of those, they like cut back to that. But then they kept playing it in slow motion and then slower motion. It's like. Is this like a 2007 YouTube video? Stop. <laughs> it started in 2009. They can make it work. Harry <laughs> Potter musical. If we're going to talk about that, we, let's also talk about the best part of the whole documentary, the, which was... I, 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 <laughs> I, I, I was... Uh, I, when I finished... Or actually, I was, I, was, I was halfway through, and I, and I said I can't wait for, uh, for Kirby fan to get to uh, the... the uh, the Joe Walker moment. Yeah, because there is. There's so many Joe Walker moments, though. Oh okay. yeah, like, <laughs> like the microphone. The microphone is just the funniest one. But like, he sprains his ankle. He goes to get it checked, and he goes, "Okay." <laughs> Can I just say it's so great to see Joe again? Oh my so... god! Oh my god! Like that's uh, half what, the reason what, why I did, wanted to do this what documentary. What a loss! What a loss to the acting world. I oh know. My god. I he know. It's so. He got excited about me and my dick. It was so, like, calm. Like, 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 uh, Joey Richter just calmly singing out, my... And then you don't even hear him sing because he's just Joey Richter. He goes, he goes, he goes, I think I caught that microphone pretty quick. He caught it like on the ground. My, yeah, it literally fell in. It would have fallen into the pit if they haven't had it covered. Um, uh, my favorite thing though was they caught Lauren's reaction to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's classic Joe because he's crazy. Oh my god! It's just that's the that's one of the main reasons I wanted to show you the documentary. Just because, so, it's like I love that and the sprained angle thing. But I think the part that like I'm gonna remember the most. It's like five minutes in. It's like probably a super small thing to anybody who hasn't organized something. But the guy on camera asked Nick Lang if he was stressed. And he was just kind of like, uh, 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 it's like a reasonable amount. You know, there's a lot of things that I want to make sure that can go right. But I'm just, it's out of my hands. I'm going to have to just hope that, you know, everybody that I've been working with for so long does what they need to do. I, I believe in them. And it's very nice. But then he's like, what I'm worried about and getting stressed over are we going to get the signs that we need? Are people going to know when to park or where to park? Is the catering oh, yeah. going to be correct? And yep. it's just like, oh my God, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yup. Yup. There's, there's all the tiny bullshit. Yeah. That yeah that's to just, it's, it's, it's totally out of your hands and you don't know like who's handling it. Exactly. It's not like, it's like with the production, you know, like, okay, you know, people that I either I've worked with before or I'm still working with, like, I can trust them. I know them. Exactly. You don't know what's going on with the catering. Yeah. yeah no idea. <laughs> but the fact that, like, he cares and just, like, is worrying about that stuff is, is I, it's, it's nice. Because, again, they're all friends. 
I always loved whenever they would like get around in a circle and do those like like power meetings of first they first they do a circle the, the, in the beginning where they're just like all right everybody here's the, what we're gonna do and then and I think it was an opening night they did a circle that was just like one of those like love let's get out there and get the show going circle um which that but that was not the one with the brand chat no 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 <laughs> but we'll get the brand chat I just want to mention is like seeing those okay. circles like brought me back to like when I did shows and we would always do like yeah. a little oh, oh, circle I, I huddle did same circle, yeah yeah then we just like say things like oh we're all gonna do good job does anyone have anything to say and it just it just brought it brought me it just it just brought me back to like the days of theater and I liked it but yes none was as good as the brand chat Kirby what did you think about seeing brand Cox again uh it was nice uh we'll probably get a little more into this when we get to starship but uh it was nice uh seeing everybody you know yeah. You know, old, new, uh, been in a lot of plays, have been in, like, half. Like, it was just nice. I've been in one. I've <laughs> been in one play. <laughs> Not even, like, the full thing. I was, like, was Vanessa there? The, me and my dick Vanessa, was she there? Like, I don't yes. even know. Yes, yes, she was. She was, yeah. okay. She okay. was even interviewed. Okay, cool, cool. And also, uh, one cast member that we, that we haven't met at all. <laughs> From Little podcast. White Lie. <laughs> From Will. <laughs> I think oh, she, I think that, she that played the... one small role in senior year, though. So technically, we didn't oh, need her. Oh, that's true. That is true. But yeah, also... Where was, where was the actress of Luna Lovejoy? Uh, oh. I don't know. We didn't get Luna Lovegoff. The show was ruined. Although we did get the... the we, did we get the Luna Lovegood from the uh, sequel? Because I, 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 I actually, only found that one. I did not see her. She's maybe one of the pe- only people that I'm not sure we saw. They, they do say uh. almost everybody. Yeah, I mean everybody yeah, that did. I like super care about was there, but they uh, so I don't know who's missing, but they did say almost everybody. Yeah, because well, the prop- and, and that's not not to be mean to anybody who who couldn't show up. <laughs> you, yeah, yeah, you're you're, you're a fine actor. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it's hard to pick. Yeah, it's also life is busy. Like, yeah, this was when society was functioning and people had plans. So the fact Aww. that they were able to gable this many people in this week and to do all this yeah. is crazy like and apparently it also gave an idea of what the rehearsal process for star kid is kind of like well it, it sort of i mean with this one like this is a speed run yeah <laughs> yeah, this yeah is speed run. i'm this surprised is, they is... didn't play speed run at all <laughs> yeah <laughs> i i yeah that's that my only complaint i wish they showed more rehearsals for other than like the earlier star kid stuff i mean i know why they did it because yeah yeah, crowd pleaser. But they even for like holy musical Batman, they only play like the beginning, and it was just because Nick Gage was in the wrong spotlight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which was funny. I will say that. I think it's it was. Like, I think other than that pop up book, there was no mention at all of either Black Friday or Trail to Oregon. Trail to Oregon definitely because I kept my. I was like, oh, they're talking about all these plays. They're going to talk about TTO, and then they never did. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I but Black Friday, Black I don't think Friday they did either. didn't come out yet. Oh, true, I true. Think... Well, no, no, no. The pop-up book. I had Black Friday. No, no, because the, the trailer came out, I think. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, that makes sense. All right, yeah. then it's... All right, then it's just... Wow, that sucks. <laughs> it was only TTO. That sucks. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that, that like, the, the, uh, the big event came before uh, uh, Black Friday. Yeah, but didn't wasn't it like October that the uh, Black Friday came out? Black Friday came out like in 2020. I think. Yeah, it was well, March. No, it was like March of 2020. 
the the video yeah but i was i was saying that the i think they performed it in oh October? yeah i think i think so something like that yeah uh, uh, yeah anyway anyway so, we'll get it off topic either way yeah um <laughs> the papa book was still cool though like and just yeah that was a that was so nice of, of her and it's so nice of them to like bring it backstage and seeing all the uh the reactions and yeah. of course and of course brian being a dick about it <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, i just love God. oh i wasn't in this one it's good <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, my but- lord um yeah, yeah is it was just nice to see everybody and darren too yeah uh, yeah darren chris yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about i, I want to talk about darren when we get into the pot and musicals but yeah it's good to see him again the reason i did this was because now that we've seen all the musicals it kind of feels like you especially for the performers who you see all the time you kind of almost feels like you just get to know them a bit better and this one is where you get to see them not just as the act- characters they play, but as people. And I wanted to just show you guys that because there is a point. Nice. There is there is a point where Darren Darren's talking, uh, and you know he's t- congratulating everyone on their hard work, and everybody starts applauding, and you can't hear him. And I'm like, wow, 2019, and we still can't hear Darren Chris. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. this poor guy. Poor guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, the only time you can hear hear him is in G L E E. Wink. <laughs> you were saying that you get to see them as people. You really get to see them as friends, specifically yes, in all yes. the in all the inside jokes that that they that nobody remembers, like the branch chant. Like nobody knows where that came from. <laughs> it just possibly came from Starship. That's all they know. Possibly Starship, but <laughs> probably Starship. Yeah, but I I don't know if. It, I guess they just one day decided to just start shouting Brant, 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 and then they found out that he didn't like that, so they just kept doing it even more. (laughs) (laughs) That's theater kids, though. You come up with these inside jokes. Yeah, and they they, they stick. They never die. They stick. Pixar perspective never dies. Pixar perspective never dies. It never dies. We're not even in theater, but we're doing it. We did it. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. It's just so nice. You want to know what is a theater kid? The timer? The timer. The timer. All right. Well, that was Stark at Homecoming. So let's. Yeah. All right. Let's get into the meat and potatoes of this thing. All right. So mostly for the recaps, I'm good with mine. It's you two who are going to be recapping things. So I'm going to be quiet for most of the time. Maybe asking uh, a few questions or two. If, but. I mean, take, take the initiative. So like, Wash and I have guidance, but otherwise, you know, do whatever you want. All and right. Also, I should I should point out, and I hope you actually did this random. Um, we didn't even know that we were both doing it at the same time, but Kirby <laughs> Fan and I actually listed out while we were watching. We also noted which what was our favorite song from each musical. Uh, yep, I've done that. <laughs> okay. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say what mine uh what my <laughs> favorites are until we get to the uh well spoilers later on. Yeah, but uh, I did. I did. I did do it. I did Again, do it too. really funny. Really funny that Wash and I thought to do this, and we didn't even know. Yeah, <laughs> and I was just but, like, "Sure, that sounds great." But yeah, yeah I thought I was gonna. I thought I was gonna one up you two. Be like, "Oh, this is so good." And then Wash puts <laughs> in the Discord one day. By the way, I've been ranking my favorite songs as we uh, yeah songs for soundtrack as I've been going. I'm like, man. Yeah, I I I have a favorite for each one, and if not, okay, okay, some were tougher than others, but I I I have a favorite. Right. Okay. Ranking the so, soundtracks was pretty tough, but my favorites for each were pretty clear. 
Yeah. Like, I had an obvious favorite. Most of them, yeah. There were a couple that were tougher. But yeah. let's get started. Yep. From the very beginning, 2009's... A, a very Potter, Potter musical. musical. So... Which one of you is going to recap your thought? Or, or are you two just going to talk about it? Yeah, you two are just well, going to talk I mean, about let's it. Let's just talk. We didn't recap for Cinema Sun, so let's just talk. Yeah, just talk about yeah. it. Go ahead. What are your two thoughts after rewatching it again? Uh, I was very disappointed that, like, Draco's diaper joke was always there. It, that, what? That, that, oh, <laughs> it yeah. was? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it's, but it's, it's not, it's like a joke. <laughs> it's not that, critical to the character and what yeah. they are, but we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my number one takeaway from this was that it's like Joe Walker and Jim Pavolo are so easy to hear. <laughs> like they're vivid. It's like they have microphones. Everyone else is like, you know, you're trying your best. Good job. But then it's like it's so easy. Well, I could hear every word. Well, that's because they're, they're loud mouth like yeah, me. exactly. They're loud <laughs> yep, mouth yep. like like us. Uh, us, yeah. Um. Yeah, D- Joe Walker obviously uses stage voice, and Jim Povolo is just loud, <laughs> just, just loud. <laughs> yeah, literally every line he has, think- he shouts. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll say this during my rewatch. When I was starting this out, I, I had two different attempts, and both of them, I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I fell asleep. Uh, I, and, and. I pretty sure like both times it was like I was I was like ha 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 really enjoying the the uh the Quormort scenes and then uh everything else I passed out uh, so <laughs> so so and here's the here's the point where I I uh, reveal my dastardly scheme I I two times speeded this yeah <gasps> oh boy did you just you were not into it. <laughs> It was it was just getting so long, and I just couldn't. wait, 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 wait. Did you two time speed the Quarlemort moments? Not the Quarlemort moment. <laughs> okay. And and I didn't because uh, uh, spoilers. I ended up doing this for quite a few of these, but I never do it for any of the songs because I do want to like listen to them critically. Good. But okay. There there was so many of them where it's like, oh my god, like with this one, it was like it's just so like mean spirited and. Flow, I can't do this. Okay, makes it, sense. All yeah, right, so uh, this is uh, this is one of the reasons why I wanted to get to these so much, just because of the opinion changes. But I guess here's the first shocker of the night. Uh, I disagree. I, other than the Hermione stuff, I actually and and the Ginny stuff, they 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 hurt. But otherwise, I actually thought it was really chill. Uh, okay. I really appreciated the laid back atmosphere of it all. It, it kind of reminded me of like uh, definitely spoilers, a less good. But also a much more like uh, younger trail to Oregon, and how it's very like you know it's, it's kind of random. It's like you know you're just doing this to have fun. Uh, sure. And I, I really appreciated that. A lot of the characters I wound up liking. Maybe it's because you know we have trail to Oregon now. But even like Harry, I remember talking about how much of a jerk Harry was, and how because of that I couldn't even really like Darren Chris. But uh, I, I liked Harry a good amount in this one, actually. Most of what he did, he, he didn't, he, it just didn't come off as rude to me this time. It was mostly just like, like, he's not smart. <laughs> like, he's kind of like, he, he's, he's, a, he's a cool kid, but he's the cool kid that wants to get along with everyone. Like, that, that, that's why I think I like Harry more this time. On rewatch, I got the vibe that even if he is being rude, he doesn't want anybody to dislike him or anybody doesn't want to start trouble. 
no one's gonna die this year. Uh, that, that's kind of that's kind of the vibes I got from him, and because of that, I was also able to like Darren Chris a lot more in the role. Um, yeah, and I mean there are other things, you know, like of course Quirrell Demort is my favorite part of the thing still. Uh, Quirrell I liked a lot more. Uh, I remember saying in the episode that it was like, yeah, Quirrell Demort's cool, but it's really Joe Walker as Voldemort. But no, Quirrell Demort, you know, the I, th- I think both of them work really well. Um, I agree. I've I've still got my problems, you know. Ginny stuff hurts. Hermione stuff hurts. Ginny stuff especially, like with Ron clapping in her face and her like whining and crying like oh my god yeah yeah that was that was awful and it like it double hurts now because it's like we know joey richter now so it hurts yeah. even more so it hurts even more but i don't know I, I had a lot of fun this time and when i wasn't having fun it was like this is this is cool I, this is all right <laughs> it wasn't oh. like Ugh. I, I wow i did not expect that change i expected watch's response um <laughs> i i did not expect you to like it more yeah, I mean, it's not a masterpiece, but it's fun. I'm glad. I'll say this. It's not a masterpiece, but it's fun. Yeah. 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 All right. Oh, yeah. All right. Here's, here's my hot take. I don't like going back to Hogwarts at all. <laughs> but the rest of the soundtrack I really like. But going back to Hogwarts, oh, my God. Way too long. Way too repetitious. The main melody's not even that good. I, I, I did not like it. It was annoying. Everything else is good. I like the rest of the soundtrack. It definitely, like, mixed poorly. It, well, I mean, the whole audio makes poorly. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, the, uh-huh. the there's there's a lot of this that could be better uh, if, if they had, like, proper audio that time around. Um, for my for my favorite song, um, I'm going to have to go with To Dance Again, the, the Voldemort uh, number. A lot of fun. Uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, we mentioned before that uh, uh, the, the, the extra touch of uh, Voldemort uh, willing Harry Potter to dance it, yep. it's, uh, as the kookiness and villainness. It's just fun. It's a, it's, a, it's a good fun. It's better than sequel, I'll say that. Well, we'll, we'll get there. It's not too far yeah, off. We'll get to that when we get to that. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to say about a uh, musical? Uh, the only other thing I'll have to say, this is just going to be something that I... That I, I, I remember noticing it. I don't think I ever mentioned it uh, while we were recording uh, for these. But Starkid freaking loved this one gag where they have, and it's, uh, and it's usually like the, the first big number uh, where like they, everybody sings the big note. And then right afterwards, the, the entire cast is, is doing exaggerated, like heavy breathing. Like. <laughs> And I I took note every single time. So many of these musicals have that exact same gag. It was getting silly. I guess it's because uh, it's relatable. Oh, oh Star Kid, Star Kid was getting silly. Really? Really? I had no idea they could do that. <laughs> <laughs> I I even noticed uh during the the tenumentary there was a point where uh, Nick Lang was directing the cast. And there was a point where you could see him t- trying to direct the cast to do the, the to do the heavy breathing gag. Because <laughs> ten, yeah. ten years later, he still loves that gag. It's. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, as someone who's been in that point where it's like, oh god, I understand. All right, that's a very Potter musical. Number two, me and my gumshoe. Have you ever made a joke thinking it would be a funny joke and then months later people are still making it and you're like, I've come to hate my own creation? Yes. <laughs> uh. Okay. 
All right, who wants to go first? Who, want, who wants to say what they have to say? Why, thank you for going first, Wyatt. Okay, fine. Uh, here's what I'll say. Uh, there's one song in here. Uh, uh, not really. Was it a song? There was, a, there was one point where Joey, where Joey Richter. I have, to, I have to compartmentalize. Joe Walker, Joey Richter. There was one song where Joe, Joey Richter was thinking, Say yes, then I say yes, I must confess. But, and like, when I heard that, I was like, that's Penny Lane. <laughs> Penny Lane is in my ears and in my eyes. That's the one. That's what I have to say about me and my dick. Because also, I fast forwarded through most of this. Oh, I said in, the, in, the, uh, in our first watch through, that I thought that the, the, the songs were better here than they were in musical, and maybe they still are, but I ended up, I, I, I liked it less because it was just so mean and so tiring with, with, these, uh, with these penis jokes. Just like, like Rancid said, there's a point where it just gets old. Yeah. I was I was going for a walk. I was going for a, for the first three. I listened to the soundtrack separately, just uh, you know, you know, because for one reason or another, I found that easier to hear them. So I, I'm doing me and my dick. I'm going for a walk. The opening number is playing. I'm like, all right. I know I have headphones on, but if anybody's around in like a two foot vicinity, I have to pause. <laughs> but I'm listening to the opening number, and I'm listening to like a lot of the rest of the soundtrack, and I'm like, damn, is me and my dick the best song in this play? Like seriously. Uh, I won't. I won't say whether or not it is, but by the end, I was like, okay. <laughs> um, otherwise, I've already had more to say about it than I did in the episode proper. It's like I so much of what I have written here are just lines that immediately contradict each other. Like one that I see right here. I'm upset with Vanessa, and I'm not talking to her. Two minutes later, so Vanessa. Yeah. Like like stuff like that. Um, there's a joke about Batman and Robin, and it's like, oh, that's funny because they did Holy Musical Batman. Like whatever. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, there's a joke. There's a joke where um the the one that they keep slut shaming. I forget her name, but uh her uh she, she has a line where it's like some guy at the I think it's like a guy at the liquor store has the quote jailbait hot for me, and it's like seriously, we haven't even gotten the sequel. The sequel, yet. yeah. <laughs> yeah. There were some minor chuckles that I felt this time, like when Joey and when Joey goes to Vanessa's house. And Joey looks at Dick for advice, and Dick turns around and he goes, "Oh me!" <laughs> like that. That got a chuckle. Um, I actually got to say, uh, Act. I specifically have written here Act Two, Part Two. This is when Dick is obviously gone, and Joey is listening to his heart and trying to win over Vanessa. I was actually like impressed with how much I was laughing during that. It was actually like. Good. <laughs> and I don't I, and I mean it's pretty telling that you know the one part of the show that has nothing to do with dicks and pussies and all that is like the good part but there's I, I forget what Joey says but he says it and then you see AJ Holmes like cover his mouth and he goes well, good line Joey <laughs> uh, there's a part later on <laughs> there's a part I later like on where Hart is like shouting at Joey he's like why are you wearing those clothes those are terrible it's the other one I have. It's the only one I have. <laughs> so it's like they're they're especially watching it twice. Yes, there is good to me and my dick. 
That's not the point. <laughs> this wasn't this. The reason this is a foul isn't because there is no quote unquote good parts. Like everything is going to have something good in them. Just because something is like, oh, but this is so bad. But remember that one part. Like that. This <laughs> is rotten because of what it is. That's that's all I yeah. have, that, and that's all I have to say about it. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'll, I'll, the the one uh, joke I'll give a shout out to just because it's a nerdy musical joke was uh it's like a hard skip to beat. Oh no, that's just because they're they're trying to dance a waltz in four four time. Like yeah. okay, okay, that's a good, that's a good chuckle right there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, oh, uh, I guess the only other thing that I have to say is that because uh, I had already finished it, I did stop. I think it was Act Two, Part Five. I was like, right before, gotta find his dick, gotta find his dick. Like, right before that. Yeah. Uh, that's, I was just like, you know, enough is enough. Uh, I think it was around the point where um, there's this good line. Uh, Hart's like, you should listen to your heart, Joey. No, you screwed things up last time, and I'll do it again. <laughs> like, a really good line. But it's when, you know, Joey and Sally go to get intimate. And Joey's like, sorry, I can't be with you because I don't have my dick. And it's just like this whole thing yeah. where it's like, you know, they need, they need sex in order to coexist. And that's when I was just like, okay, uh, all that's left from here on out is Land of the Dick stuff. I am not missing anything. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. Yeah, this was the second musical that I watched at two times speed. Yep. Good God, it was just getting, it was getting irritating. Yep. Is that all you have to say about uh, me and my gumshoe? Or me and uh, my, fuck it, me and my dick? If, if, uh, if, I if I never hear me and my gumshoe again, I'll die happy. <laughs> I will gladly keep calling him me and my dick. But anything it was else? Funny at first, but now it's just like stop. <laughs> I'll take that as like we're good. <laughs> and with that note, we move on to the third Star Kid musical, a very Potter sequel. I am very interested to hear both of your opinions on this one. Watch worse. go first. Watch go first. Watch go first. It's it's worse than musical. It it's. So we we mentioned before that that uh, Harry Potter is uh, definitely improved as a character uh, uh, compared to the first. Like like when it was it was starting out, I was like I was having fun. Yeah, this is this is funny. There's uh there's there's some good humor. I was like okay, it's like the good old like Lupin. But this was before like that that hideous line in the second act. Um, but then, uh, Umbridge. I knew and then, it. Ambush, <laughs> and then Ambush, and uh, Ambush plus uh, Dumbledore, like that. Big that musical yikes. number was that was where, where it's like this just sucks. <laughs> Full on sucks. Like the the whole premise of that is just hideous to me. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm guessing you t times two that speed as well. I, I like I said, the first ten minutes, I was having fun, especially like the 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 opening the, evil song. The, the opening, Be prepared, the evil song. Yeah, and uh, um, Draco's dad. Um, uh, <laughs> I, oh, also, I, I I wanted to mention this. I didn't realize until watching the the sequel that like. The the whole thing with like uh Draco Malfoy like having these like dancing and this gesticulations that was even that wasn't as much in the first one 
has it was his sequel. Like, Draco went hard on just, like, writhing around the ground. Um, I mean, he was trying to be like his father. You know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, <laughs> oh, Kirby fan, I don't know if you know this, but they mentioned pig farts because they go to Hogwarts and it kind of sound, they kind of sound similar, you know? Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's continue. <laughs> this this kind of soured it more for me, even though it's, it's I, I, like isolated, it's fine, but Harry actually being nice to Hermione and like Ron also being nice to Hermione. Um, it, it that, and then it's like, okay, but then the, what, what is chronologically next, um, in, in their adventure is just the same, like, hatred. Um, and also the, um, uh, the, the Ron being nice to Hermione gets retconned because, uh, Sirius Black says, never tell a girl you like her. And that's supposed to be like a ha-ha funny, but, like, we see what the result of that was. Kirby fan, what do you think? I, I'm trying to, th- I'm trying to like piece together like a way to say this quickly, but I can't condense the hatred I have of this musical. Um, <laughs> the first thing that I see right here, just looking at the notes. Well, my first, the first note that I saw was Umbridge. Oh no. <laughs> um, but I, I remember, I remember t- a big thing that I talked about was the incompetency of the script and I bought up a lot of examples one that I totally missed and I got on my second watch and I noted this word for word when Umbridge is talking to the girl she says no alcohol unless there's plenty to go around even though they're 10 or 11 or whatever and no 11 year old is going to be drinking alcohol like they just they forget the most basic of things it is such a poorly written script (laughs) and then you get into things like, you know, actually Umbridge herself with, with Dumbledore. I, I won't, the only thing that I have to add to this is that I respect Joe Walker for playing the character, not as a guy in a dress, but as a woman. There are multiple points where it's like, you know, oh, haha, Umbridge looks like a man, huh? And, the, and you know, Joe Walker you know, gets upset and says, no, I'm a woman. And it's like, I respect that, Joe Walker. I like the way that he did that, <laughs> if nothing else. But the, the 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 writing for it, the Dumbledore stuff, mm. horrible. And the, yeah, and the diaper, of course. And, and the diaper. I don't even have to. Thank that, God that's I the, watched that's, that two that's the one. Speed. That's the one I can condense. Draco in a diaper. What else do I have to tell you? <laughs> um, but I guess this is my hot take. Uh, right away, I did not like Lupin at all. Look, I love Brian Holden. Uh, but the first thing we see of Brian Holden, he's abusive to Hermione. He's drunk in front of kids, swearing, and they try to play him up as the cool teacher, and he's not. He's not a cool teacher. He's a drunk. He's an alcoholic. Takes it down on students, has them eat dead animals, uh, flirts with them, and that was the point uh, when Loop. because I said, look, no matter, I was in the same boat as Wash, right? Of course, you know, uh, it's not over yet. Amazing song. Some other good stuff about the openings. I'm having a good time, but I remember telling myself, no matter what, you have to get to the line about Lupin flirting with the student because I watched, I watched the episode and I remember thinking to myself, am I overselling this? It kind of feels like I'm overselling this. <laughs> I got there and it's like, I didn't undersell it, but I didn't oversell it. I didn't oversell it either. It's like, it's that bad. 
So that was the point where I said, nope, just like me and my dick, can't finish this one. Uh, rotten. Just rotten. Uh, I had something else. What was it? Oh, yeah. Uh, funny. <laughs> uh, Harry, it's the complete reversal. And, like, Harry starts nice. But I thought Harry was a jerk in this one. <laughs> I thought he was super unlikable. And I'm like, what the hell? I think he's fine in musical, but I think he's a jerk in sequel. Like, what happened? I'm not sure, because I thought he was more likable in sequel. Yeah, no, not at all. I thought, like, he started nice, and then things just yeah, started getting into his... Nice. Things started getting into his head a lot faster, and it was just being a lot ruder to more people. And this yeah. is another thing with the script incompetency. He's like, oh, yeah, back in the muggle world, they call me a douchebag. And it's like, your aunt and uncle have you forced living under their staircase. Nobody thinks you're a douchebag. Nobody knows you. That's the whole point. This sucks. This is horrible. I hate this. This definitely felt like super rushed in the script, in the script writing. Like, like, oh shit. Uh, uh, part of the musical went really well. We gotta get, uh, get this in. It's insulting. It's insulting. It's insulting to trans people. It's insulting to to gay people uh, to gay people it's insulting to uh this women all right okay i'm gonna say the p word once and we're gonna move on okay it is insulting to people who are like not i, I can't even say i can't even say it's like i don't want to make it that uncomfortable but you know what p word i'm talking about yep it is insulting to people who are not that <laughs> just uh, awful 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 I, i'm well I haven't cured that anger from you since Bugs Life, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, I mean like, I still like a Bugs Life less, don't worry. Yeah. That's all speaking I care bugs. about. <laughs> speaking of, yeah, speaking of bugs, the one uh, yeah, actually, okay, so, so no, wait, random, wait, wait, you want to join? Wait, 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 let me, let me say, let me introduce it. Um, the one that gave you faith in this podcast episode, <laughs> Starship. Yeah. The one that convinced me not to ask you to cancel it. Yes. <laughs> Um, so feel free to step in now that, um, you know, we're at a good one. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I like musical, but still, uh, so Starship, I was pretty, I was pretty worried about this one, uh, just because now that I'd seen so many, well, I say so many, but at least like one other musical that was, you know, I genuinely enjoyed before having seen it. I was like, oh boy, is, is this going to fall apart? No, no, no. no it's amazing. Uh, it, I love it. 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 I, I, I'm going to say like this. I was watching this, and it's like it, this isn't like huge, amazing, um, but this is so comfortable. This feels like like comfort food. Watching this, <laughs> it's just so. It it, it we we've said before that it's it's the uh, the very standard in ter in terms of plot, but and that kind of makes it work. Is that it, you kind of know what what it just, uh, goes to, and so you can just kind of you can try to switch your brain off for a bit and just just really enjoy the the jokes and the characters and especially the songs. Uh, we, yeah. we said we said before, uh, Darren Chris's uh, best work. Oh yeah, I, I, I I'm gonna mention this. Uh, Darren, this is Darren Chris's second attempt. To, to be someone other than Harry Potter, and it slipped out of his hand both times. Uh, sad. So that was, sad. <laughs> yeah, so, oh no, Darren Chris Ford. <laughs> I really, Harry 
the, this this stuck out to me. Um, the way not all like the moral well, the moral to bug I guess like the moral of the of the story is you know it mad it's 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 basically like ratatouille right like anybody can cook this is like anybody can be what they want to be you know so long as they yeah. have the the passion the energy the drive. Um, but what I really liked was when again I'm not thrilled with Pincer's death, but when uh Bug gets him in the shoot and he understands. Like, you know, because the whole play, he's like, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or even the one, you know, but I want to, this is what I want to do with my life, yada, yada. And he kind of realizes that that saying isn't necessarily so much to stop him from doing what he wants to do, but it's just to ensure, like, like other people. It's like, it's a very, it's very selfless. And he really, it's not to say that Bug is selfish, because he's not, but a lot of what drives him is his own personal gain, right? The whole reason, yeah. like, I mean, he wants to be a Starship Ranger, but the reason, like, he really goes through with it is because, oh, there's a girl I like. Um, <laughs> so he, when he gives the ultimate sacrifice at the end, it's the first, like, truly selfless act that he did. And when that kind of clicked, not only did it give me a new appreciation for the script, like, that was kind of like that oomph moment that I talked about that Starship didn't have. It also kind of broke me. I, like, <laughs> I, like, needed to get, like, tissues. I was Aww. crying. Like, it's... <laughs> It was so powerful, especially with Joey Richter's acting. Like he's yeah. he's he's giving the performance of his life up there. And and, 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 and Yumi said it in the podcast. What a glow up for yeah, Joey. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god, yes, yeah. going for freaking Ron and himself. <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, uh, uh, okay. I, I agree so much with everything. So I'm now now I'm gonna uh bring up like a minor note that I have, and this is the minorest note, and I but I own I noticed this my second time watching. And now it is, for the pun, bugging the fuck out of me. <laughs> Which I, I, I noticed sometime in, I was like, what is that back doing there? And then I realized, oh my god, there's two of those, ca- two of the cameras have a dead pixel. You can, <laughs> you can see a tiny white pixel. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 it's only for two of the cameras, but it it was completely it was to, so persistent, and it's like, oh no, I can't look away. I see the dead pixel. And and now that is Watch's most hated musical. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Frick, uh, Star, Frick Starship sucks. Uh, oh, his his one that is like again. This is my second time watching, but it it did the ending of it was, was like. Wait a minute, the the Galactic League is still evil. What? They they didn't fix that. They just killed like the the Galactic League's the the leader's like son. Like yeah, they, they're gonna die. Yeah, that's not a happy ending. But we don't know that. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, they could just stay on the planet, right? Yeah, it's fine. Well, Everything's fine. But that's what I'm saying is that like like uh, Bug is supposed to be the ambassador to the Galactic League. But the Galactic League is evil. If I, I mean that, that's fair. If uh, I got to get my super big complaint in there, and I do remember uh, the very least, I think uh, Random and Ana Yume bringing it up. I not super certain about Watch, but like Bug and February have no chemistry. Like, yeah. At all. yeah, they have no chemistry. They don't work off each other. They're not cute together. Uh, I mean, it's not like this isn't a deal breaker, but it's like. When the driving force of Bugs' motivation is his love for this woman, and they don't have chemistry, 
That's kind of a glaring issue. So many ships in Starship, and they focus, and they on, focus the weakest, on the weakest, weakest one. <laughs> yup. Like even uh, the I really, one that- I really, I really liked. I, I already, I already really liked it, but I like really, really like Tootsie and Mega Girl this time yep. around. Yeah, <laughs> welcome to my world. I'll, I'll spell, I'll spell it out for you, dude. She's an R O B O T. You can't fool me with numbers. <laughs> um, I, if, if there's nothing else you two want to say about um Starship, this is one. Of, so much to say. There is, there is. This is one of the ones I actually. One of the two. I only wound up rewatching two, but this was one of the two that I actually rewatched. And the fun thing is, with this one, I got to watch it with someone on like a va- video va- on Discord FaceTime for the first time. So they, I, I got oh. to watch them watch it for the first time as well and experience it for the first time, and just to like see them react to it and just like and then watch it again was all just really cool. And yeah, um, and there wasn't really anything I noticed. Cause I've seen this so many different times. <laughs> like I know almost everything. I didn't see the. Pixel? I am a Starship Ranger. Shut up! You're drunk. No, no I'm, I'm drunk. drunk. I had that. No, I, I had that in my notes too. The or, or there was one that I didn't even notice because it it wasn't it wasn't like edited slash shot very well. But uh, there there's one gag where Taz has a dumbbell. And then uh, Taz lets go of the dumbbell and it floats yep, up yep. to the sky. <laughs> yep. But but they don't like show it very well. So it's it's, 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 it's a like, you I love, I love yeah. when Junior's spying on them. He goes, "I should spy on people more often." And then the second time, and then the second time, he goes, second time in twenty five years." <laughs> junior, uh. Junior is. It's tough. It's like he's probably still my favorite character. I will say, uh, Roach, I did find significantly less cute this time. I wasn't as wowed as I was my first time. But the good news to that is that I got to appreciate Commander Up a lot more. So now it's like instead of Junior and Roach, now it's Junior and Up. And it's like, it's so hard. I probably still have to go with Junior just because the best scene of the play is still when he's talking to his dad about the weed in the room and the new mom. Yeah. Like, that's still probably the best part of the whole play for me, so I gotta go with Junior, but, like, Commander Up. Oh, yeah. my God. One of Joe Walker, one of my favorite Joe Walker roles, honestly. I arguably yeah. like him, like it more than Voldemort. I didn't pay attention that time, shoot. <laughs> I didn't pay t- attention to, to figure that one out. Yeah, I I, say, I'm with you, I'm with you, I'm with you, why? I, I, I will say, I said, that, uh, I, I'll, I'll change my mind from the original recording I like Junior this time around. Uh, <laughs> yes, thought, I'm so glad. I thought he was he was much funnier this time around. I like once I once I think it helped that that I knew where the character was going. That when he was being that, oh, I'm sorry, but you have to. I know I'm your I'm your boss now. <laughs> <laughs> that, I still that love that stuff so too. Of funnier. course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that was funny. <laughs> um. Yeah, so so yeah, good good stuff, good stuff all around. Uh, I um, love I love in the reprisal of um kick it up a notch. <laughs> when he's singing about being evil, he's shooting them. He's doing it while wearing plastic pink sunglasses and smoking pot and coughing. I think the pink reference the pink glasses is a reference to also Darren Chris and Glee. So I, I mean that like makes- that's I mean like that's fair, but also just like the silliness of it yeah yeah i i love it i loved masterpiece it. yes absolute masterpiece i really needed this <laughs> after me and my dick and harry potter sequel yeah, i really I, needed this 
Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll say that this, this was the first musical that I watched at regular speed all the way through. <laughs> I would be very mad if you, if you timesed it a bit. I would be very mad if you times this one. But I won't be mad if you times the next one. Oh, I'll, I'll also say, I'll also say really quick, I finished every other play. It was just sequel and me and my dick. I finished all the others. Other than one, there was only one where I didn't expect you to finish. Um, Which one? I'm curious. Uh, we'll get to that one when we get to that. Uh, okay. Um, uh, but before we do that, holy musical Batman. So, uh, confession time. Yeah. You like it, don't you, Squidward? <sighs> yes! Yes, I admit it, Random! I like Holy Musical Batman! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't love it, I don't love it, but... Just something about its tone this time. Like, I mean, I'll, I'll say this, the music annoyed me. Yeah. But also yeah. remember what I said in the Guy Who Didn't Like Musicals episode, uh, I'm not thrilled with musicals. Uh, a lot of songs are very come and go for me. So that didn't bother me that much. Uh, but just the, the tone of it, it's just like, it's so unapologetically silly. And I love it a lot. <laughs> it's, not, it's not perfect. It's got a lot of problems. Um, but I'll also say, Nick Lang, I don't think is one of those problems anymore. I actually liked him a lot more as Robin this time. And I feel okay, like I'm alone. I'm, I'm on, I feel like I'm do. alone on that. I feel like I'm alone on that. I'm glad you liked him more. <laughs> yeah, I'm. 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 I'm glad. I. I'm glad you enjoyed it more. I mean, this is the kind of play Superman goes. Oh, Batman's not that great. And Gotham's reaction are to just all collectively pull out their guns and point them at him. Like, <laughs> like this is the level of like no, like this is just pure silly. And uh, I'm very glad that Rancid isn't here because I don't have to feel awkward about saying this. Um, <laughs> but. It's just, I, I even have in my notes, it's like, oh man, I'm really not looking forward to when this gets a lot worse. And then like, it's act two and Superman is rushing around the earth to turn back time because that happened in the late seventies movie. Yeah. And I remember being like, it, it didn't get worse. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of uh, Sweet Tooth rewatching? Uh, I liked him a lot more too. Um, the performance was about what I remembered, except obviously now I have Jeff Blim bias, but yeah. um, he yeah. is... He is the Joker with candy, but like on my first rewatch, I was like, yeah, he's just the Joker with candy, whatever. On my second time, it's like, wait a minute, I, I like the Joker. <laughs> it's like, yeah, what's that kind of process? And like, you know, he's pulling out all the individual candy pieces and it's like, oh my God, how's he doing that? I'm just like, no, this is, this is a lot of fun. Yeah, it's this, very this, silly. It, it, just like the rest of the play is very silly. What do you, what do you think? I like that. What do you think changed? I just think what changed is that I, I, I let myself have more fun. I think that's what it was. After Starship, like, I don't want to say Starship influenced this, but after, like, what we were getting from Star Kid, I expected silly, but not, like, this silly. And I do kind of have, like, a limit to how silly I want things to be. But this one also does, like, a pretty good job keeping it level. Like, there are the, the emotional moments in this. Even those are silly. Like, ugh. My parents are dead and I'm also a billionaire. Like it's, <laughs> it, it gives you the, the context that you need for the characters, but it's like, that's still silly. Cause my problem with it was that it's like, Oh, it's silly, but it's super serious and they don't mesh. And now it's like, well, I wouldn't call this serious. I, I would call this a lull. <laughs> it's very silly. And then it has its lulls and then it goes back to being silly. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a good amount of this where it's just kind of boring. Not a lot going on 
Um, Boss, you've been I, I, quiet. Okay. What do you think? Uh, the, 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 my, just because I knew that where it was coming, I was like, I gotta get the numbers on this. I counted all of Sweet Tooth prop puns. <gasps> How many? 32 Are prop you, puns. Oh my god. Not, and that's not counting the ones where he name drops a candy. I, like, specifically the one where he names a candy and then pulls it out of a jacket. 32 of those. Jeez. Uh, but, and, but also, um, Penguin, Candy, and Batman all had uh, one, two, three, uh, one, two, three, four, five <laughs> uh, candy puns of their own. Like Batman's uh, pulling out a crunch bar for punch. I forget what it was, but... And also, the penguin had fruit gushers. Yep. It was, it was all over the place. <laughs> but Sweet Tooth, holy crap, 32. Pro- the, his very first scene had 10 candy props. Yep. Yep. That's so many. <laughs> that first scene when uh, Penguin calls Chili Willy on, as this guy in a penguin costume, and then Chili Willy dies, I just remember thinking to myself, like, he died too young. <laughs> Die too young, rip chili willy. <laughs> yeah, like, that's, I don't know, that's just like the thought process this got me in. It's just like I don't I don't care about this or that. It's like I see a guy in a penguin suit die and it's like he lived a good life. <laughs> I like it. I'm you could, sorry. I you, just, you, like, you could like you it. could say you could say it was bittersweet. <laughs> yes. A gobstopper? Yeah. Oh my god, best pun. <laughs> gobstopper. That's still my favorite one. Um, uh, in terms of what I felt about it, uh, I, I liked it better than, than sequel. I'll, I'll say that it is. It, it was just more like I, 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 I couldn't get into most of it <laughs> beyond the candy puns. I couldn't get into most of it. It just it felt like it was just dragging his feet for a lot of it. I didn't hate it nearly as much. As, as our buddy Count Rancid <laughs> Our did. good friend. Our good pal. I think how um, Count but- Rancid felt about Holy Musical Batman may be like how I felt about Good Dinosaur. Like, it's just a personal <laughs> hatred that is between them and the mo- and the art form. Or not the art form, the and, movie slash play. And, and, and I'll, I'll just say it, like, I, I couldn't get into the songs at all. Like, I, You are not alone on that one, don't worry. There is one song that I really liked. And you'll find out what that is. Uh, uh, there was also one song that I that I really liked, but I also give a shout out to the inch like like Count Rancis said, like the oh, yeah. intro. Yeah. The with the with, I forgot about that, that actually. Was that Dylan Saunders? Yes, of like course it was no, Dylan yeah. Saunders. Okay. Yeah, it was definitely it Dylan Saunders. The, the Dylan Saunders intro. One night that that like holy one hell, shot. That, that. Yeah, it was just oh yeah. it, <laughs> orgasm to the ears. Ah. Oh. I think Dylan the, Saunders is the guy playing the like the one of the crooks. He's like, "All right, don't you make a racket?" And the guy's like, "But I bought my tennis racket." No, no, that wasn't <laughs> Dylan Saunders. That was Jim Pavolo. That, that was Jim Pavolo. Pavolo. York. Well, no, Jim Pavolo was the one with the tennis racket. But yes, who's the other guy? It was like, I don't know. It was he was only in like that. He also played the shopkeeper though. Who like that guy? Had, yeah, oh, okay, yeah. Okay. Went to his wife Belinda with lasagna. That guy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I have, although speaking of Jim Pavolo, I have ice in my veins. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. All right. Get your broke else? ass out of here, Two-Face. 
it also felt like they were trying to encapsulate that same silliness of the original, but this is like three and a half hours, man. Oh. It's so long. It's <laughs> so long. I, what about so you? My, 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 my opinions are largely the same. I still liked the Tom Riddle stuff, but less than last time. Um, yeah. There's one. Uh, most of Tom Riddle I remember liking, except for one scene that I thought could have been cut. And that was the scene with his family. Like, mm-hmm. you, you could have just caught a character or song there. Not a character, yeah. not a song, but like, you could have caught a character and some lines of dialogue there. I said more with less. The only thing of note for me, I don't even remember if you two liked him all that much, but I specifically remember talking about how much I did not like Gilderoy. But that's because I was under the guise the whole time that uh, he was going to be the villain. Uh, but, uh, he's just a red herring. He's not really a villain. He's just a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. So I figured on rewatch, oh, now that I know this and I know about that incredible monologue that he has, maybe I'll (laughs) like him a little more. No. (laughs) It now, now that I know, and now I'm like, oh my God, it's now that it's like, you either don't know or it's so obvious. There's like no middle ground here. (laughs) Um, but the monologue is still incredible. And that song uh, Wizard of the Year. Yeah. It's Gilderoy. That's a jam. It's so oh, good. And the the idea, the idea of a composer playing his own song, I love that a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, the the little fun with the we mentioned this with the Joe Walker forgot forgot to bring out the diary. Ouch! <laughs> when, <shit>. Yeah. <laughs> and you and you can hear uh you can hear uh, AJ uh, AJ Holmes uh, and you can see Darren Chris like trying his hardest not to laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, I'll I'll point this out this this scene overall sucks the death day party. But I I I I thought it was kind of funny that like Godoy like steps away from the piano to quickly say, "Great job, Harry! You ruined the death day party!" And then went right back to the piano. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah. Um, no, I think probably this is probably like my biggest laugh, and it's such a weird one, but I really love it. Uh, it's when Harry sees Voldemort. He goes, "I thought you were dead." Nope. <laughs> And then they move on. <laughs> like, it was just like, that's perfect. That's, like, actually it. That's all that you need to say. <laughs> all you need to say. Oh, um, oh. And, but, um, yeah, that, that last half hour or so when, you know, they, like, they still have jokes, but they mostly just stick on, like, the emotional weight of moving on. Yeah. It's like, this is, dude, I'm watching a different production. now. This isn't, this isn't the same thing anymore. This is so much better. I, my my thing is they the writers wanted to end it. That was their prime goal. Like this is the one that will end. So there's no more Harry Potter musicals. Um, yeah. but they didn't know how to get there. So they were like, "How the fuck do we get there?" Um, I agree. I agree. And once they were like, "Okay, we're there somehow." Now that we're there, let's do what we have to do. This definitely feels like they they had that they had that idea and they tried to work backwards from it. But their way of doing that is, is by making Harry Potter awful. The last thing that I have to say about this, um, I remember saying in the episode that, uh, like, the goodbye to Darren Chris, it was really nice, but yeah. I just kind of felt a little weird because, realistically speaking, no one else is really going to get that. That that mostly comes from a place of, like, I've been there. I've been involved with stuff, and other people get this big goodbye, and I get, like, nothing. So that's mostly just yeah. from, like, a place of personal experience. 
I, I do want to stress it's nothing against Darren Chris. It's nothing against him. Yeah. In fact, every time that I see Darren Chris, like, outside of the Harry Potter role, I like him. He seems like a cool guy. He's funny. Yeah. He's a great actor. Amazing singer. Like, nothing against him. This has nothing to do with Darren Chris. It's just as somebody who knows what it feels like to just kind of not get the attention that someone else gets, uh, it just felt a little weird. Like and like I said, it 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 did feel I did feel kind of sad for Darren Chris that this is all he gets. This one yeah. character is all he gets. He tried twice, and neither and he couldn't make it for either of them, which is a shame. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. the, my last thing I'm gonna the, I'm gonna say was I completely forgot about uh, Brian Holden playing the snake. <laughs> just having this the most pathetic voice. It's like, yeah, yeah I'm a snake. snake. I'm a snake. Oh, I'm like, a snake. Like the like Voldemort saying, "Oh, get the the crystal uh from Harry Potter." And it says, "Yes, master." And then Brian Holden just like kicks him and says, "Give it." <laughs> Hand it over. <laughs> That's Hand the beauty over. of stage readings like that. It was like. Yep. <laughs> You don't quite experience it anywhere else. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. and Quirrell confirmed that, obviously. Yep. That was, oh, yeah, part. Yeah. That was great. Part. Okay part. is wonderful. Yeah. Oh. I, 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 did, I didn't even realize that was a callback to Potter Musical the first time. Cause I really? I, I, I can't look. I did not like Potter Musical, okay? <laughs> but <laughs> we you had, loved Quirrell Yeah, but like we had four plays in between that. I had me and my dick in my head, Potter's sequel, so much that I didn't like. I was like, oh, Starship. And then Batman was like there, I guess. But it's yeah. like there is a lot had happened. I was I was not the same person I was. Let's get twisted. Let's get let's get twisted. I like yeah. It. Let's get twisted. Thoughts? Uh I, I did a count. Uh there were there were fifty-five instances of the word fuck. In this yikes! I am expecting a higher number for Firebringer, but that's still a big yikes. Oh, we'll get the Firebringer. Yeah, I was gonna say, dude. There's one thing I know about Twisted. It heavily relied on potty humor, um, especially yeah. like just swearing for comedy. Like yeah. how many times? Yeah. And sometimes yeah. I think it works. Like I'm not gonna lie. Like you mostly hear. Um, Jafar is very mild-mannered and not swearing too much, and then when he says, yeah. you need to back me the fuck up or shut the fuck up, I, li- I think that works. I, I like that. That I makes me that. laugh every time. But I understand when it's literally they, they pop it like it's popcorn. Uh, uh, here's something. We didn't know this. We didn't realize this when we were uh, we were recording uh, that uh, <laughs> even though Twisted was saying, what the fuck, Cruella? Disney was like, well, fuck it anyway. <laughs> yes! Yes! Oh, yes! You know how many people I know I've seen on Twitter have made Starkid jokes yeah. about Cruella. <laughs> because even they yeah. were like, we're not touching that shit with a 10-foot pole. Like, there's, there's wanna, no defending I, that. I, 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 honestly, I still want to watch Cruella because it still looks like some, it still looks kind of fun, and my partner apparently really liked it, so I don't know. I I, I still want to try it out, but it is it it was funny to see to see people like we said like suddenly bringing up Starkid while we were while we were recording <laughs> this. Uh, uh, I'm really curious to hear Wash's thoughts on this because you went into Twisted at first with a certain mindset, 
Yes. And it kind of clouded your vision of Twisted a bit. And now that you got the point, I want to see how, what you thought about it now. I, I was still bothered by it. And it took me a bit to, to figure out what that is. It's honestly Jafar. I, I feel like Jafar doesn't work as a, pro, as a protagonist because it's just... He's too perfect? Like, it's, uh, I, the, 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 the twisted number, like, it's a great number. Um, but for me, it was just like, okay, like, not the, 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 uh, the classic thing of like, uh, no, Woody, don't, don't, don't knock over, uh, bars. I, I, I didn't feel like that was a big crossroads for, crossroads for him because it made absolute sense for him to, to, uh, to take it away from a megalomaniacal pervert like Aladdin. Yeah, you're 16, and I'm 33. <laughs> the, I was orphaned at 33. I love that song. I, we'll talk, okay, okay, really quick. Um, I, I also have problems with Twisted that I didn't have before. However, I remember thinking the music was pretty whatever. It was kind of good. Complete flip-flop. The music is the best part of the show. Yeah, especially anything Dylan sings. All my favorite songs are, are uh, well, we'll, we'll, we'll I'll, I'll let Wash finish because I have, I, like I said, I have some complaints, but also some new things that I appreciated. The I, I definitely uh, loved the first song, uh, especially the Golden Rule, uh, A Thousand and One Nights, If I Believed, um, just all the stuff that is really like soulful and painful. Um, I I felt like there were, like there were a few of those where it was, it was trying so much to be a Disney parody. That it was just so hard for me to enjoy it on its own. Like, I yes. feel everything. Or, um, uh, take off your clothes. Especially take off your clothes. Like, I could not hear uh, a whole new world, um, d- during that one. Like, it, I don't know. It was bothering me a lot. Um, it, even though I, I feel like it shouldn't, it just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't get past it. Like, like, they've done parodies before, but it, not really been like this much of a prestige of the original no that's not the right word but it it, it leans hard into trying to be like a particular song but because it what because it was also trying to legally distinct distinguish itself from it 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 i, I could hear like them try, trying to rearrange the, the the rhythm very slightly in a way that doesn't work for me especially take off your clothes i couldn't get that one would just bothering me so much here is here is what my problem it, it's actually it's very similar to yours it's like the solution is different but getting to the solution is mostly the same uh i agree with you that the fact that it's a parody really holds it back my problem with it is that and i know this was the point but i don't think they have to go to this extreme it's it's like it relies hard on aladdin like you know oh, aladdin 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 but in order to make that happen they the story basically stays the same, but like the characters are completely rewritten. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because what my problem with it is is that it's like you know you t- have you have Star Kid, and when they do their parodies, they they like to keep the characters in the same essence, but change things about them. Voldemort, perfect, or Quirldemort, perfect, perfect example. <laughs> you know, all in the all in the Harry Potter movies and the books, all Quirl was was a uh, was what Voldemort was being a parasite to. Here, yeah. they're gay. Like, perfect. Perfect. That's <laughs> so much better. 
here, but it's like there's no Jafar here. The only thing they have in common is that Jafar is a vizier. Uh, the princess. The only thing that they really have in common is that the princesses. They're a little spoiled. Aladdin. The only thing that the Aladdins have in common is that they're thieves. Like they have, they have to rewrite everything to get their point across. And at that point, it's like, why is this based on Aladdin then? If you have to rewrite so much, and I, I, and you still I, have I, to have, you still have to see Aladdin in order to fully appreciate it. So it's like it's yeah. a lose lose. And I'm thinking, like, is there anybody here, like <laughs> that, just like remotely makes this like, oh, it's Aladdin that's cool? Ahmed, Ahmed is like. Dictionary definition of what a, the Star Kid character parody should be like. What a waste of a character in Aladdin. You see him for like two <laughs> minutes. They make a joke about how a tiger showed his under, tore his pants. So you can see his underwear. Haha, <laughs> he's gone. But here it's like he took that to heart. He has his own personal like issues <laughs> with how other people see him outside of his country. He starts they have a this war. They ha- he starts a war. They have this amazing number. About how no one remembers Ahmed, which would the, <laughs> the the verse no one remembers Ahmed would not work if Ahmed was anything but like a throwaway character in Aladdin, and it's like that's what I'm talking about, where you can get something yeah. that the original creators just like would not ever think of. I and I love that from a writing perspective. I love that about Ahmed. Then you put Joe Walker in the role, and it's like I like him even more. <laughs> I, I will disagree with um, Jasmine, I, I, at least at first. It was definitely uh, I was trying to do the thing of, like, her being, quote, woke, but also having slaves. <laughs> I and, mean, it was, it was funny. It was definitely funny. Like, yeah, I'm, like, just, I'm, like, I'm like a service level, it's fine. It's just, you know, when... I guess I wouldn't mind that part so much if it wasn't for, like, everything else also. Like, it builds on that problem, right? Oh, sure. Oh, sure. That's that's probably why it bothers me because I got good laughs out of it, especially when yeah. she was like, you know, oh no, I don't want this. They make this in a workshop. Oh yeah, I would know. I, I work in that workshop. You're supporting the problem. Like <laughs> that's that's funny writing. Yeah, that is really. And and, and the and the, the the slave is like, yes, your highness. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> and look for uh, for, for, all, for all the problems. That I have with how they completely rewrote Aladdin. Uh, I love Jeff Blim. Because I, I do agree with you with Take Off Your Clothes. But otherwise, I love Aladdin songs. Like, a lot. Uh, what is uh, I Steal Everything? Like, like it, it, it's fun, whatever. But it's just like the music is so like, ooh. I like it. <laughs> I agree with you. It's, it tries almost too hard to be a Disney parody. But it also doesn't do what Starkid normally does. Which is what they did with Ahmed. I keep thinking back to the uh, to the, the to the Kickstarter trailer where um the uh, the Lang brothers talk about Jafar and and how like they they sympathize with Jafar and I, that that was part of why I came into the first time uh, watching it with the wrong idea because I was waiting for them to sell me on why Jafar is is a good person in Aladdin. And the way they do that is by completely rewriting, rewriting him. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> I think I think the only other comment that I have to make is that um this is my favorite Darren Chris role in Starkid. What? <laughs> I got it. Wash gets it. Wash gets it. <laughs> oh no! Do you 
Do you think Aladdin is going <laughs> to take advantage of me on the flying carpet? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, that's right. <laughs> me neither. Or me, yeah, me neither. <laughs> oh, that was, I forgot about that for a second. Yeah. That's like one of my favorite parts of the show. Again, partially because it's really funny, but partially because I just think it's really sweet that despite how busy he is, he makes time to come see their shows. Yeah. I really, I really like that. Yeah. I, I think we've been talking a little too much about Twisted. Yeah. But it's getting so, to the point where we're going to be talking much about them. Uh, and speaking so, of... So we have, we have two different uh, musicals that came out at the same time. But uh, let's Annie, start. Annie. Let's Annie. start with Annie. All right. Annie. 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 Uh, I, I literally have, like, one thing to say about it. So do you want me to start, or... Yes. You start. You start. Okay. Uh, Nick Lang carries this. Yeah. Nick Lang carries yeah. this hard. He does. <laughs> and he does. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't hate it otherwise. It's just, it's so nothing. <laughs> and I mean, okay, okay. Like, Brian Holden as Jar Jar, I appreciate that. He plays it well. I like what Starkid did. Kind of like what I was talking about with Ahmed before. I feel like that's what they did with Jar Jar. Mm-hmm. But, like, God, Nick Lang just carries this. He's so good. Him as, pa- uh, as a, a, a Pat, not Padman. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? Pappy. <laughs> Pappy. Pappy, pa- uh, it gets the Lego bricks for Andy. <laughs> pa- him as Pappy. Lego bricks. <laughs> him as Pappy and him as Obi were like at the end where where uh, uh, Qui Gon comes by and taunts him with a, with a ghost drink. It's like no, it's not fair. I wanted the drink. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't. I fell asleep because that was incredibly boring. My boring. <laughs> I, I, can I I'll just like, have to have scene? I'll just have to raise his son and have him kill him instead. <laughs> I, I can I like if we're gonna mention that that scene in the in the bar like I feel like Joe Walker like they they could have written the, Joe Walker's lines so much better because it's just it just feels like internet comments where yeah, you're just like, yeah. well that doesn't make any sense like, to to say that like. Uh, uh, only the only the just uh deal with absolutes because that in itself is an absolute. It's like, oh god, <laughs> this this was like a Reddit com. This was a Reddit conversation you had, wasn't it? <laughs> I mean, it fits the character. Like, that's definitely a character that frequents Reddit, one hundred percent. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Um, so okay, I- here's uh, okay. So here's what I'm gonna say. I I was feeling, I I was feeling something that I I remembered. Back in Cars 2, which is Ooh. that I was feeling really stressed <laughs> watching Annie. Um, I don't like... Holy crap. I don't like Annie at all. Like, <laughs> uh, Annie, the, the character, the player, both. <laughs> the character... Okay, I'll start with the character. Okay, okay. I don't like Annie at all. No, I, I'm with you. I agree. I agree. None of that worked. And... The song. Oh okay, my god. Okay. I, they're not good. But <laughs> um, for like 7 out of 10 of them, I, I legitimately felt like the characters actually had enough to do. It didn't just feel like they were like waiting for the song to end. It actually felt like the band is singing the song, the characters are doing their thing, this is an artistic choice, and I think it works. If you disagree, that's fine. I just wanted to yeah, get in there. No, I just wanted I- to get in there and say that, but go ahead. The first song, I felt like that was fine because that would that made sense for the, um, because it felt like a sitcom intro. The Annie, 
I understand. I understand that. Um, but then, like the the second song, where where uh where Annie is, like it felt like they were just wasting time. Like I was watching it, and it's like this feels underdeveloped. Like it feels like something went wrong, and they couldn't fix it. Like somewhere along it, where it's like, oh, this we couldn't do what we planned to do. We we couldn't do the the singing that we planned to do. So. We'll we'll have the band do it, and then we'll figure something out on stage. Like the uh, strike back. Th- there's so many of these where their solution is slow motion, and it just doesn't work. To skip far ahead, the slow motion works in Trail to Oregon because there also there's also somebody singing on stage. Here, it just felt really awkward. It felt really like I I I was feeling really embarrassed. I, I couldn't, I, I, I was having such a hard time watching through this one. Um, I, I, I'm guessing you two times speed it, if not more. Are you kidding me? <laughs> not only was it two times speed, this is the one where, like, whenever there was a song, I actually, like, scrolled down. So I didn't have to watch the video. <gasps> because I didn't feel like any of the choreography worked either. Like, it, that also felt, like, super underdeveloped or, or like, they didn't have enough practice. Like they couldn't physically do what they would, what they attempted to do. Again, it felt awkward. Yeah, I was gonna say the only choreography that I think worked was the one by at the end with Denise Donovan, and th- she did that on her own. I think. I I, I suppose though. So. I I think the the trouble. I think the trouble with that is that it, that was also like just kind of too long, and the the way that like everybody else on stage what they do is just go they go whoa <gasps> wow and that <laughs> it's so much worse than it could have been and like I, like as i was watching through the next uh all the other uh musicals after this it was like the choreography is so much better here what happened right, well, or, one more thing one more thing before we get okay. to one of the potential goats uh, I have this line written down. Um, again, Joe Walker's character, it's like whatever, but the performance I really like. And this is one of those lines. He goes, we're not best friends. You're a dummy. And I'm mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I don't like, I didn't like, uh, I, I didn't care for Joe Walker's uh, character in this, but it was fun to hear Joe Walker say, oh dear. <laughs> and on that note, trail one Oregon. of the goats. One of the goats. Uh, so I was hella nervous coming back to this one because I did a lot of research into TTO because I had so much fun with it. Uh, and I heard a lot of negativity about this one. Uh, so I was super nervous going back into it. Uh, and haters going to hate. This rocks. I love it. One of the... Okay, I, I, I'm suddenly curious. What are the issues with this? Um, the story meanders. Uh, no. Okay. Okay. So, so first, let me let me preface. These are not my complaints. These are complaints that I've heard. I know. Uh, so, the story meanders. The father makes me uncomfortable. It's too funny. It's too silly. It's too immature. <laughs> I'm it's sorry. Too it's funny? too funny. When's that a problem? It's too silly. <laughs> it's not that it isn't funny. Is that it's too silly? We we are. It, I, 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 no, I, I'm. Do, I don't want to make fun of anybody. <laughs> 
No. <laughs> no. None of those are problems. <laughs> like, all of those things are why it's so good. This, this play hits a lot harder than I remember. Like, the emotional scenes are a lot... I don't even want to say, like, a lot better, but they leave much more of an impact than I remember, which I guess also makes them better. <laughs> uh, like, I, I remember I said I was crying at um, Joey Richter in Starship. World's at stake. I had to like stop. Like, I don't know what hit me different this time, but like, I, I it just it, I just couldn't stop. Just the song about a mother raising her daughter, like something that simple. And it's yeah. like it's 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 also like it's it's this perfect setup because even just looking at like the soundtrack and, and like this translates to the play. But right before this, the song is sometimes it pays to be an animal, sometimes don't. It's like yeah. this, it's this super silly number. It's fun, delightful. Corey Doris is awesome. And like, you know, it gets you, it gets you pumped. And then the play calms you down a little bit, raises the personal stakes a little bit. And that's when you get worlds at stake. Yeah. And it's like, yes, this, this is how you do. I don't remember. I, I was already talking about like lulls and stuff. I forgot which play it was, but it's like, you need these lulls. Like you have a lot of fun, get that time to just breathe. And then you can hit us with the really, like the really impactful stuff and it's perfect and yeah. i'll say i'll say i'll say it uh dysentery world i didn't love it but i liked it a lot more this time around it's, it's a groovy tune and it's very <laughs> important because this is when the family really i mean they, they're told about dysentery beforehand and they're warned about it but this is when like you hear for the first time like no somebody's gonna die and without dysentery world the ending wouldn't have that perk going for it of like the whole reason why it works that nobody actually dies is because that's what they're fighting against for a good, like, 60% of the play. And that only <laughs> happens because of Dysentery World. So it's like, okay, groovy tune, important to the story, I like it. And then after that, you get freaking Wagon is on fire, right? After they get warned about, <gasps> you know, being careful and nobody's gonna die, then you get... <sighs> it's so good, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> My note is, uh... <laughs> is, uh, the, is the sun, uh, following... <laughs> Following along, mom, and mom says, Where's your other shoe? And the son's <laughs> like, I should have stayed with dad. <laughs> well, I don't love you more than mom, but I certainly feared you less. <laughs> uh, 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 it's, it's, I don't, it's so, I mean, I did notice some complaints this time around, like when the mother finally has enough with the father and she splits up with them. Amazing, by the way, no complaints there. But she's like, I'm going to take what family I have left and we're going to get to Oregon. And she leaves behind the grandfather. That, that kind of confused me. Like, her whole thing was like, you know, I, like, we're a family. We're going to leave the problem one behind. But then she leaves behind her dad. And it's like, huh? But like, I mean, that's a problem I have with it. But I'm thinking about like Annie and Twisted and Sequel. <laughs> and it's like, it's not that big of a deal. I think I, think I can like get over that one. Yeah. Yeah. This is a throw-off. They have a line in, uh, in the song, you, uh, you should go next door and see something professional, which <laughs> I think was referring to Annie, which is out. Uh, they were, I thought they were per performed in different locations. It, I forget if it was like a little theater festival or like like a place with a bunch of like black box theaters or something like that. It's, Maybe. It was Chicago, I know. Yeah, so they could have easily done like a theater festival where it's like just this ginormous building with like a bunch of... um different little theaters in it like black box theater Maybe. type of things but i don't really Maybe. remember and the other thing i really want to say is that i didn't i didn't realize this the first the first time and when i saw this line again i was like 
Wait, I gotta look this up. And uh, the the whole thing with the grandpa hating lobsters and um, the daughter say, "You mean lobster bags, like the red coat?" I had to look it up. Lobster bags were were what they called like the uh, British soldiers in Boston, which is where they came from. They mentioned Boston earlier in the production. Yep. Like, oh. Neat! I learned something. <laughs> the trail to Oregon is not only fun, it's also fun and educational. And educational, absolutely. Um, um there's, yeah, that, that's, I have, that's I have a I note, I have a note, like, it, it's kind of like with Holy Musical Batman, where it's just like, this is the headspace it puts me in, but I have a note that says Cornwallis best girl. I don't know what I was thinking when I wrote that, but also, like, I, I'll stick with it. Um, <laughs> we said on the, on the Discord, it's like, as soon as a Jeff Blim says, good morning, like, you're hooked. You're, you're, no, I mean, honestly, with me, hooked. it's like, I'll beat you to that one. Like, when that really, like, I, 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 calming is the only word that I can think of. But, like, like that's even my first time watching, I'm like, oh, this is good. And then he says, good morning. And it's like, oh, man. <laughs> or grandpa saying, which constant? <laughs> he goes, I want to. <laughs> no, my no, no. Legs are tired. Yeah, that's. <laughs> he says, Wisconsin. Grandpa, what? My legs are tired. <laughs> my legs are tired. <laughs> and then he does it again. And it's like, oh, oh my God. Okay. So going, going through this again with the knowledge <laughs> that, like, what the grandpa is saying isn't just, like, wild rambling. Like, because you, you go through it the first time, he's talking about the lobsters. You're like, oh, he's just crazy. But it's actually like, no, the lobsters are real. And that's a great joke in and of itself. But on rewatch, when you're listening to him and it's not just crazy talk, and then you actually start taking the rest of what he says more seriously because of that, he's, <laughs> he's a lot better. I already liked him, but he's a lot better. Yeah, absolutely. And it's one, only one of those things you can appreciate on a rewatch. And it's yep. like, God, it's so good. Uh, a million dollar bill. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the very ending when they're skinny dipping in the lake, the sun is happy. Um, I really like it when wacky plays like this, uh, calm down at the end. And obviously this calms down at the end. I'm a big fan of that, but I, I don't know. I think wash knows this, but it was between, uh, me watching guy who didn't like musicals and our recording session by total chance. I watched TTO a second time. Uh, but I decided, hey, you know what, I'll watch it a third time. And I did. Um, and on the third watching, I kind of knew a lot, a lot of what was coming. And I was kind of looking for some deeper meaning in a lot of this stuff. Because it's there, I just have to catch it. And at the very end, when they're singing about being naked in a lake, and, and you know, it calms down a little bit, Jeff Blim says, you know, he's just looking at the audience, looking at everybody there. And he says, go pick out your favorite acre of land, kids. Aren't you coming, Dad? I'll be right there. And he's just looking at the audience. The way that I, I see that is like everything that's like building up to this point is that it's like he's there because he worked on Trail to Oregon for like 10 years, right? He put a, he put a lot into it <laughs> and finally got it performed. And just after everything that had happened, they finally made it to Oregon, not in terms of the play, but in terms of what Jeff Blim has accomplished. And he just yeah. he gets to soak it in. He's there. He made it. And I, yeah. I really, really like, I, am I reading too deep into it? Probably. But I also said that about the speedrunning thing, which on two rewatches, absolutely not. He is very much, very much intentional that he only got bullets <laughs> because that is not what you do in the speedrun. That, that has to be intentional. Um, this, maybe I'm reading too deeply into it. I don't know. But I just really like that, you know, 
he he got to put in there that it's like you know I I made it. Um, it it, it added it added a bit of death and character almost to a song as awesome but also as silly as Naked in a Lake, and I I, I liked it. I, I this 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 is one of the best. This is if it's not the best, it's one of the best. I don't want to spoil anything, but it is unbelievably uh, uh, good. Uh, Firebringer then. Uh, I also my opinion on this one also changed, but it's a little more interesting. So uh, I don't know. Do you want me to start? Do you want Watch to start? Let's do you watch. Have in- do you have input random? I like. I still remember liking this one. I I liked it better than I thought I did. Uh, which I still like it better than I thought I did. That's all I'm gonna say. Gonna wait till the rankings. Um, Wash, you go. Sixty-six and a half instances of the word "fuck." So, yeah. So more than twisted. Wow. Yeah, by by like <laughs> almost a dozen. Yeah, almost a dozen. And I th- and, and the only reason there's a there's a half in there is because the very last instance of it is because uh, uh the the uh the the older the older woman that go that goes off and she comes back. Uh, and then Chorn touches her head and she says, what the fuck? But she didn't finish it, so I had to count that only did a half. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's 66 and a half instances. There is a YouTube video of, uh, of Firebringer, but every, every fuck uh, speeds up the, uh, the video and it gets freaking fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, um... It was good. I liked it. I really enjoyed the, uh, uh, the, I didn't notice, I, I might have noticed, but, uh, the R&B influence, I, I really enjoyed, like, uh, um, uh, the, we got work to do, especially. Yeah. Um, uh, that, that yeah, it's, I, I, I really like, it's really gorgeous, uh, soundtrack. Like, the, the, the use of vocals with, uh, the xylophone. I, I felt like really uh, enhanced it and, and made it and gave it a very distinct sound. You, uh, you know what I really like about the soundtrack? And this actually goes into what I like a lot about Firebringer itself, because it's not what I used to really like about it. That hasn't held up as well. But what what Firebringer has and the soundtrack super sells this. But I think what Firebringer has that no other even even TTO, no other of Star Kids musicals that really did was that Firebringer had atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it has such a good atmosphere. Even with all these f bombs yeah. being thrown around, like you feel like you're in this certain time, in this certain place, with characters like this that are learning these things. I remember thinking, like, "Oh, fire isn't introduced until an hour in." What the heck? But here <laughs> is that it's like you know, I'm just I'm so enthralled with learning about Welcome to the Stone Age that it's just like you know, it's oh okay, you're just you're building up to it, and then all of Act Two is about the fire. But you're building up yeah. to that, and God, the songs do such a good job of just enhancing all of that. Uh, I think must care for Zamilla that, uh, especially when like the uh, when she was turning more on Zazzalil, and then at the end when she was in the perfect tribe and just gloating about it, it's like I, I don't want you back. <laughs> you, you can you can have Clark for all you. <laughs> I, I I gotta but, say because this is the last one that Clark is in. Clark is like the unsung MVP of Star Kid. <laughs> really, though, he's so yeah. funny. He is so funny. <laughs> like in Annie, Annie. That's I didn't bring that up for Annie. How funny Clark was in Annie. Uh, TTO. He was really funny in with like his faces and stuff. Like you, Clark needs more appreciation. Clark going up behind um, 
uh, Lauren, and he says, you look lost, and Lauren's, like, scared, and then goes right back yeah. to him, like, I am lost. <laughs> I am lost. <laughs> I like at the end when Zazzalo blows him a kiss, and he's just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, he said, uh, fuck you, Zazzalo. Like, something like that. <laughs> See, it, it's, so, it's so weird, because it's like, I was ready for Firebringer to have more swears than Twisted, and it did, but it bothered me less. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I, yeah, it does. It, 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 it's hard for me to say that, that it, it leaned on it less, because I think it leaned on it the, the same amount, but I, I think what, what made it work uh, is, is that, like, Twisted was leaning really hard on uh, Disney, but with the, with the uh, salty mouth, and mm. this one is just, like, it's the, the, the atmosphere, like you said, just kind of made it work more this time around. Yeah. Okay. No, 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 that actually, that answers my, that explains my own thing that I didn't know how to explain, <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> well, you're welcome. Uh, the only other thing that, uh, that, that I gotta uh, say is, uh, um, th- good God, those subtitles, I didn't even notice that, <laughs> like, the, 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 this is what we lose out, uh, we lose out on YouTube for, for taking away community captions, is that you don't get to see, uh, Meredith, uh, be, her gasp being described as a deflated balloon. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I could be wrong on this, but I read somewhere that it was Joe Walker that does the subtitles. Really? <laughs> I, re- I Don't take my word for it. I read it somewhere, and I believe it was citated, but I don't remember. But it might be Joe Walker. That would be... That's, that's even that would make funny. sense. <laughs> um, uh, I, I guess right. the only other thing that I have to add, uh, just to keep yeah. it brief-ish, I didn't say this for TTO, but we all know my favorite song is Speedrun. Like, that's not a spoiler. Yeah. Um, but I also, <laughs> I also believe Wagon on Fire to be kind of, like, perfect. Um, for Firebringer, it's a, it's a I was not expect So, okay, so, like, what's in the running for my favorite overall song of Starkid? Speedrun is not a spoiler. Uh, Wagon on Fire, even though it's on the same play, like, I do still think Wagon on Fire to be, like, kind of basically perfect. Like, it doesn't really have flaws. Um... Mm. But when I watch this, I won't even say, like, which category it falls into. Like, it's my personal favorite, or I think it's the overall best. But I remember for The Night Belongs to Snarl, I was the most impressed with the visuals. The song is perfect. The song Mm. is perfect. Like, it's everything that it should be and more. Like, it's a perfect song. And and had the the perfect punchline of... uh... Uh, of of the uh, and that and and that was Smelly Ball's performance of the night belonged to snow the snow and then and Smelly Ball was like I did I I I was inspired by by uh, okay thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> now he's funny is there anything else you guys want to say about Firebringer or should we move on to the Hatchet Field that guy who didn't like musicals didn't like didn't like didn't like didn't like him didn't like didn't like didn't like like what the fuck. <laughs> 55 instances of fuck. Oh, tied with Firebringer. Uh, no, I'm sorry, Twisted, Twisted, Twisted. With the uh, Twisted, yeah. Uh, I didn't count uh, uh, Black Friday, so don't ask about that one. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> Joey Rister saying, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> and the subtitles say, in Borat voice. <laughs> <laughs> in Borat voice. What do you call a guy? Th- what do you call a guy who lived in a fortress? A king. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Johnny Rister is so funny. He's, he's so, so funny good. Like, when he's supposed to play an asshole, he's really good. Yeah. God, yeah. yes. And it's like, I'm the reason it works here. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna die in your dirty-ass Methodist church. Yeah, I was just gonna say, the reason why it works here compared to, like, Ron is because it's like, you're not supposed to like him. So they just get to go all out. Uh, anyways, random, you were, random, you were saying something. This was the musical that I've seen now three times. Um, yeah. It's I and I made sure I saw it more because it's the one I've watched the least now. I think maybe mm-hmm. maybe me and maybe Annie might be the least I've watched. <laughs> <laughs> I don't quite know, but um, I this is the one I was least experienced with, so I probably will talk a little bit more about this one than I did any of the others. Um, wow. Okay. Uh, it was. You're either in the smoke club or you're out. There's a lot of little stuff in this thing that like really added on, but still the overall plot um, and so like creative. characters is so good. It's and so I weird love... because it's like, oh, it's kind of like Invasion of the Body Snatchers, but it's still so creative. Yeah, I love how yeah. they weaponize the musical. Yeah, and... you you said you said during the the podcast that like every song is a villain song. It is. Yes, yes. <laughs> it really is. Even the opening. <laughs> I read. I read an article uh, about the like somebody ranked the songs, and they got to number one, and it was show stop and number, and they were like, "Look, all the songs in this are good, but it's like there's a clear number one." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." I, 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 I okay. I didn't want to because uh, I didn't get to mention it for like most of the other musicals, uh, but like my my favorite num what my favorite uh song when i was re- re-watching i was like la- i was watching la di da da day and i was like yeah this is i feel like this is it and then and then like show stopping number was like oh no i'm wrong that's really that's really funny actually because i finished la di da today and i was like this one it's like it's good but it's probably my least favorite that's that's super interesting. Oh, really? Yeah, so that's super interesting that that was it's your favorite. It's the least evil of them all. Uh, I just I I just thought it relied a little too much on the la di da day bit. That's just that was my problem. Yeah, but I, I the, there's a great line in la di da da day uh, that kind of um, forewarns the the, uh, the the whole issue um, uh, saying I throw all my worries and all my skin away just. It's just it's this tiny line, but like it 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 just set up that like these are not the, who they look to be. Mm-hmm. They're, Dancing they're on the concrete gone. used to hurt a lot, but now I got new feet, and this jam <laughs> yeah. is way too hot. Ooh, but now Ooh. I got new feet. I, I think one new- of the a line that's like TTO silly in terms of like it's silly, but it's really good. Is uh, it's it's with the uh the lady da day lady the green earth person yep called. greenpeace greenpeace and yes greenpeace yeah and paul you know he's in an argument with her and he's like and you're saying that i could save the planet i can't single-handedly save the planet or something yep. and it's like oh my god yep there's a lot of foreshadowing in this one and i love it they even like do the thunderclap right after that it's like yeah because the meteor and that's what he has to save everybody from like ah! this, this is one of the goats this is one of the goats yeah. I, okay. I, I I do want to mention this because this is something I didn't even realize my first time around was that the song "Not Your Seed" is a lie. There's a, specifically was just shows how dark of a of a of a of a 
strong, and especially that scene is. Um, what was there's a there's a line in there where, where she says like Deb, uh, you were right about Deb that she's such a smoker, but we see early in this that like uh, her, a couple of the friends played by Zoe Richter and Lauren Lopez like <laughs> just this smoking chains of joints or whatever. You uh and uh and, and they're trying to peer they're trying to peer pressure her and Deb was just like, No, nah, come on, let's get out of here and like it just kinda makes it like, oh, not your seed is specifically uh specifically made to to drive uh to drive the father into suicide to yeah. kill himself. It just makes it so much darker. It really is one of the I think it's the Arguably, uh, it's definitely it's definitely up there. I think the next one is a little bit darker. Uh, yeah, I would. This, I would one's, this one's up there. Yeah, I would say it's 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 either this one or the next one has one of the darkest things that. And, and you know what produced. I you know you know what I love about this one, and I'm gonna tear the next one apart when we get to it for not having stuff like this. But the same play that has something as devastatingly dark as not your seed being a lie, it's the same one that has who's there. Professor Hitchens, don't lie to me, I mean, whoever I, you are. I, I, I'm, I'm Professor, Professor Hitchens. Hitchens. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's this. The guy who doesn't like musicals is the perfect example of high highs, not low lows, but lulls that exist to make those high highs so much more effective. I agree. You <laughs> need these lulls. And look, I love Trail to Oregon and it's lulls, like, absolutely. But when you're, when you're outdone, you're outdone, like. It's the, the pacing here, the pacing of the songs, the pacing of the lulls and the high moments, like everything. I mean, you could have ended the show with So Stop and Number and it would have been already like one of the best, right? Honestly, <laughs> uh, I'm glad they didn't because I really love the ending oh, in dude. this one. Oh, yeah. The, the, I mean, the two, there's two songs after it and like they're not as good, but stellar songs. Stellar uh, songs. Yeah, stellar. Like, I, I arguably... Uh, you'll hear my taste, but like, I really like um, let it out. Like, I love, I love let it out. Yeah, I mean, the first time, I, the first time I watched it, I was like, okay, this is really good, but high standards. It's kind of low on my list, and I mean a theoretical list. Um, but this time, it's like, wow, yeah, there's so much to this song, and it's a perfect this- lead, perfect lead into inevitable too. Oh, it's perfect. I, I, uh, thing is, like my second time, I had that same. Res- as your first time was like this is great but you know high standards but it was when I was just started thinking back and I just kept thinking about let it out and just how especially just just as a song just how freaking good it is let it like, out let it out let yeah. it out ah it's so good and and this is the only t- this is one of the very few times you hear a Paul sing and- yes I I, <laughs> I timed this an hour thirty nine minutes, uh, you hear him sing for the first time. And yeah. Not only is he a great singer, but it's also like it's one of those things because in any other show you'd be like, finally he <laughs> he he's in a musical, he's finally singing, let's go. But you can't think that you're like no, you're like oh, oh god no. oh god he's singing he's in a musical no. <laughs> okay, and that's but- funny and terrifying. Yes, yes. Before before we wrap this before we wrap this up, um, Kirby fan did show us a tweet, uh, yeah. from the the actor, um, the, uh, and what do you think uh, yes. uh, of uh, the because what, what 
I, I fan was asking him uh, whether um, wh- whether uh, Paul really was like possessed or whether he was pretending to be possessed to uh, to stay in the group. What do you two think about this? I think. Um, oh, you go first. You go first. I was gonna say, I whatever the actor thinks is, I'm sure is great, and 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 I believe. I believe yeah, he, he never good. revealed it for himself. Yeah, all he said was that I played it a certain way. That's all he said. Yeah, and, and he said like, "Pay attention to the eyes." I think it was something like that. But yeah, yeah. yeah. How I like, interpret it is as Paul is like he wouldn't, he couldn't physically stomach musicals. Like it made him sick to sing at points. Like I don't know if he could actually pretend it and do it convincingly. Um, so I, agree. I think I think he's gone. I think it's gone too, and it's the so, so the thing is like with either of those, it's hard for me to say which is darker. I yeah. think like just like the guy who didn't like musicals leading the musical number, I the think that's closing darker. number specifically, the the closing number that that uh, that also it, it adds in all of the other uh songs just to truly taunt. At, at oh my god. What do yep. you think, Kobe fan? So I'm not entirely sold on which one it is in terms of what happens in Inevitable, but for what the musical was building up to, I think he's gone. Yeah. Uh, I don't think this is a musical that was meant to have a happy ending. I stand by that. This was not meant to have a happy ending, and any ending that doesn't end with Paul dying, just it doesn't fit what it was building up to. What I will mm-hmm. say, however, both are valid, and I would even argue that the other interpretation, you could still make a good ending out of it, and I think that this is kind of how you leave an ending up to interpretation. Like everything is laid out and everything that really needed to be said is said, but you can think about like what happens from here. It's not, it's not unsatisfying. It's not out of nowhere. Like you, you don't have to be like super focused on the whole thing to really piece this together. Like you can be super focused. You can be not super focused, but you can still put something together and it's fun. Absolutely. I think it's pretty obvious what I have to say about our next show based on that, but still. Speaking of next show, Black Friday. This this hurts because there's a lot that I like about this. I didn't like it. Really? I didn't like it. Ooh. Um remember what I was saying? I, I a lot of okay. So I was not comparing it to the guy who didn't like musicals, but when I was thinking about why I didn't like it, I compared it a lot to the guy who didn't like musicals. Specifically, you need the lulls. And I know how that sounds because like epic lulls, but L-U-L-L-S. You need, you need those. Because if something is too funny, then you have a good ride. But it's like, oh, well, remember when it wasn't funny or you didn't find it funny at all? With something more dramatic like this, you do... St- and it starts fine. You know, it starts pretty funny with, you know, a lot of heavier moments like the, the car accident, the relationship between Tom and his son. Like, very good stuff there. But the longer it goes on, it's like the lulls stop being there and there's no, there's not as many times where it's like, oh, you know, that's, that's good. That's good. You know, uh, you quote this, ha, have a good laugh. Like there's, it's just kind of like this constant state of sadness. Yeah. And I, I, I left it just feeling like I'm not in a good mood <laughs> and that's not just because the ending sucks. Like it's just, I'm just not in a good mood. <laughs> I did not leave it happy. I didn't leave it thinking. I didn't. I just left it being like, I'm upset. <laughs> and if I had more of those, the, the 
I say lulls for TTO and guy who didn't like musicals in terms of break from the comedy. Because if you're laughing so much, you're going to not really think about the big laughs. Like, obviously, that's common, kind of common sense. But for something like this, it's just like you're, you're in this constant mental state of, like, bitterness and <laughs> anger and all these unpleasant things. And when you don't have the little breaks there of, you know, something, something lighter, not even funny, just lighter? And then it they, all they it kind of meshes. Time. Yeah, now it like meshes together, and because it meshes together so much, you're just sad. <laughs> I mean, you can argue with Black Friday, and maybe that's what they were trying to do. They were trying to make it very dark and very gritty and very bitter, like, and not making you feel happy because that's because they were trying to go for an edgy darkness. But there is a there's a way to do it, and there's a way not to do it. Yeah. My my big thing is that the story just seems a bit more all over the place because guy who didn't like musicals Paul's the main character with no doubt and it always goes around him sure it'll cut to like um Emma and the and uh Professor Higgins but they're still closely related to Paul and it still takes place in the Hatchetfield universe Tom uh doesn't know the president uh yes (laughs) the president is so separated from everything (laughs) <laughs> and why do you bring back Nat McNamara and not make him silly and funny? Like, that doesn't that defeat the whole point? <laughs> but there's no Stranger Things parody. And we gotta have that. <laughs> we gotta have the guy. It's Star Kid. We gotta have a parody. Well, okay, but that's the other thing. And we said this in the, in the last episode that was like weeks ago as we recorded this. This feels the least like Star Kid of the ones we've watched. Like, even even a guy who didn't like musicals, it was dark, but it still felt like Dark Kid. Like this, this feels like it's going for a brand new direction. And I was also, I'm also kind of worried that, um, well, it's not really to do with the musical itself, but I am, because obviously, like right after this was the the lockdown, everything like that, <clears throat> and, um, the instead of uh, doing Nerdy Pooh's Must Die, then they uh they started doing nightmare time was it like multi episode uh script readings and I I I'm getting worried that those are gonna be like required uh, a required watch when we get to Nerdy Poo's Must Die because I I apparently they they've they've already started adjusting the script even more after doing nightmare time yeah I will admit I I've, I've watched two out of the three of the nightmare times and. According to the website, they are Hatchetfield canon, so... Yeah. What that means, I don't know, because Hatchetfield's fucking weird. (laughs) Yeah. Because... The the, the, the ending of of this one, where they were leaning really hard on all the callbacks to a guy who didn't like musical, bothered me. And I feel like it's gonna get... We're gonna get that uh, even further, where, where, like, the whole audience is cheering for something that you don't understand. Yeah, that happened to you, right, Random? Uh, you didn't watch Guy Who Didn't Like Musicals, but you watched Black yeah, Friday. Yeah, I watched Black Friday. Like, and you were like, uh... I was like, who are you people? And then, uh, <laughs> and then afterwards, when I finally watched Guy Who Didn't Like Musicals, I was like, oh! What does this yeah, mean? Yeah. This means something, I know it! <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know um, what it is still, but like... I, I appreciate the ambition that Black Friday has. I'd rather something ambitious not being that great than just doing the same thing over and over again. I agree. Uh, but I still, I, I, I didn't hate it. I didn't even dislike it that, I don't even want to say I, I disliked it. 
It's just that I didn't specifically like it. Also, also, Santa Claus goes to high school. As funny as that was, it's like spread it out a little. Not not specifically Santa Claus, but like the funny. <laughs> Don't just have like uh, oh, it's like oh, starts out pretty funny. Now we're sad. We're sad. We're sad. Santa Claus is going to high school. Sad, 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 sad. Like you gotta spread that out a little more. Yeah. Also, uh, I did not. I, I, I guess that's. I guess that's I harder to spread out. It makes sense in that scene, and in fact, I would say that's like one of the strongest scenes. I agree. I it. agree. I'm. Uh, I'm not like, saying specifically spread out Santa Claus. I'm just saying like the funny yeah. that that scene oh, bought. Sure. Yeah, like spread that out a yeah. little bit. Uh, also, uh, I, I, tr- I really tried with the ending this time. I really did. I even took notice of that ticking clock, like Random did. Yeah, but. This isn't like guy who didn't like musicals where it's more like, okay, what changes with, with the ending? It's really just like, ultimately like the fate of Emma. That's really all. It's not, it's not, it's nothing serious, but it's still like really fun to be like, oh, I think this happened. I think this happened. And you can talk like this isn't necessary. What happens at the end, like really impacts what you think. And the fact that they just didn't give you a resolution to something that was already really sad. is just like, uh... yeah. I understand. Yeah, I, I mean, more I, more power I, to you if you like it. Absolutely, but it's sure. not for not for me. And I, I, I love, yeah. I love making theories and stuff. But it's a, it, this it, isn't for me. It's it, it, like on its own. I feel like uh, what if tomorrow comes or, or whatever it's called. I feel like on its own is a very good song in the context of the story. Like I I couldn't I couldn't follow along. And then of course like everybody's staring at the watch. Like it was a like it was a, a very important. Just kind of it, it 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 started to make it more abstract, and I couldn't I just couldn't get into it. Um, and this is the only point of comparison that I'll make. Like that ending song where it's like uh, Tom, uh, Lex, Hannah, uh, Becky, and just a bunch of randoms, right? Whereas guy who didn't like musicals, it's everybody that's been building up to this point, like. I'm only comparing them because they kind of have that same ambiguous ending going for them. And Guy Who like, Didn't Like Musicals just does so much better. Mm-hmm. I would at least say this is definitely, uh, for me, this is Dylan Saunders' best role. I liked, I, I liked this character far more than, um, than Jafar and Twisted. Uh, mainly because like his arc just makes the most sense to me. I think I will, I will go as far as to say his arc it's not only what it should have been the focus, but it's also the best thing about the about the play. Oh yeah, without a yeah, doubt. Yeah. I, I, I can like, fully fully agree this is Dylan Saunders' best. Yeah. It, it, it's just a shame that Becky ended oh. up being the one to shoot. It's like uh, on its own, I, it's like I could almost understand it, but immediately before that headshot, she tried to she tried to drug a little girl. Yeah, no, Lex has all the reason in the world to shoot her. And it's not like, with Becky, we'll, we'll move on, I promise. But with Becky, it's all stuff that you're told. With, yeah. with Hannah and Lex, it's like, that's happening. You, yeah. And it's not just, oh, she's drugging the little girl. It's, she's sending people to literally find and kill her little sister. She doesn't even, she doesn't even find out that Ethan died. Like, huh? That's kind of important, Script. But, you know, oh, yeah. it's also because of, He's it's just- also... Partially because of her and Willy Willy or whatever his name was that Ethan died. And it's just like Lex has all the reasons, both personally and narratively, to kill her. But instead, it's Becky because they have 
uh, bad relationship. Yep. It, it's, it's like a, it's supposed to be like a karma thing, and it's supposed to be, and it's also supposed to be like, like Becky having the gumption finally after you know after we tell we learn the story about what happened to her husband. It's like finally having the gumption to stand up to uh to, to her uh, but it this needed some it needed some it needed a rewrite that that, that it re- needed, needed less rewrite. scenes with the president. Yeah, <laughs> Let's I mean the president does a good job acting. I will just say I, I like the actor. Yeah, I, but, actually, yeah, just the yeah. first scene with him when everybody in the White House is freaking out, and then McNamara shows up. It's like I remember thinking to myself, like, oh, maybe the president scenes aren't that bad. Like, I could say, like, the point is that it's like it's escalating so high that it even hits the White House. Like, okay, and then it kept going, and I was like, oh no, this this is actually like nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Last thing I'll just say, I lied earlier. I didn't realize that. Uh, there were 52 instances of the word fuck, so it's not that bad comparatively. <laughs> All right. Random, you're up. Two hours and 15 minutes. Yeah, have fun editing this. Oh, this is gonna suck, but it'll be fine. Now it's ranking time. 